Good morning, good day, and good evening, everyone. My name is David, and this is my podcast, Keep It Labyrinth. Welcome. Now, before we actually do enter the labyrinth, let me ask you a question. How many of you guys know why we actually have a leap year? How many of you guys wondered why we have it? If you guys never wondered or thought about it, it's completely fine. The reason why I've decided to make an episode about leap year is because during New Year's this past year, my family and I were together and we started talking about the fact that it's 2020 and one of us brought up the fact that it's a leap year and we just started playing around And just talking about how the Aztecs were using their mystical motifs to trick the people and showing how magical they were. In reality, they're just using science and using astrology, more specifically the lunar cycles, to predict certain outcomes. And obviously this is funnier when you're actually there during the moment. But because of that, it got me thinking, why we actually have a leap year? What is its purpose? So if you're interested as much as I am as to learning as to why Leap Year actually exists and what's its purpose, join me in today's labyrinth, the Labyrinth of the Leap Year. Let us enter. Now with the preamble out the way, let us talk about Leap Year. As some of you know, the basics of it, it happens every four years. And many of us just take it as it is and have it, it comes and goes. And just a normal thing of society. We all know that February ends up getting another day every four years. But why? Why does it have an extra day? Why is it every four years? Who came up with the idea of having a leap day? Well, that's why I decided to research it. As many of you know, ancient societies across the world have their way of deciding what needs to be done during certain times of the year and how long they have to be done. And many of these societies kept what is called a lunar solar calendar. And by its name, you can probably tell what it kept track of. It kept track of the moon, it kept track of the moon's position around the earth, as well as the earth's position around the sun. But naturally, there was an 11-day gap between the years when measuring through the lunar cycles and the earth's natural orbit, which obviously, as time goes on, these gaps get bigger and bigger, which means more months would have to end up getting added to the calendar to help keep them on track. And this process is called intercalary or interstitial months and the thing is historians are still unclear as to how romans were able to still keep track of their years using this method even though they wasn't regular but it was very confusing still so many suspect that they didn't even know what day or what year they were even on and because of due to the fact that they perhaps didn't even know what time of year or what year they actually were on they pretty much had an ill-defined winter period and they added a 23-day month to the year. But they didn't add it between months. They actually added it within the month, which was February. And this became known as Mercedonius. And this is to help make up the difference between our annual calendar and the solar calendar. It was actually Julius Caesar, along with the help of Sausaginus, created the calendar that we actually know today, or at least 
the outline, the basics of what we know as today's calendar. They are the ones who help create Leap Day as we know it today. And it is speculated as to why we have today's calendar as we have it now is because of the fact that when Julius Caesar went to Egypt, we all know why, that he fell in love with their solar calendar, which had 365 days on it and would add an extra anti-calorie month due to positioning of the of the stars. But like I said, with the help of Sausagenus, instead of calculating on the stars and stuff like that, they decided to do the Roman thing and mess with the second month of the calendar year which happens to be february and they decided to add an extra day on that month and do it every four years hence why we actually have today's leap year and why it is called the julian calendar even though caesar and sausagenus did the math and made a new calendar their math was still off by 11 minutes and this was discovered around the 16th century or so that time was still off it was still coming loose at its ends and the catholic church had a really big problem with that. That was a big no-no for them because it kept moving Easter farther and farther away from its traditional spot as the first Sunday after the Avernal Equinox. So since the Catholic Church was the ruling power at the time, headed by Pope Gregory the Thirteenth, they decided that they will have their cake and eat it too. So instead of just scrapping the whole calendar and creating a new one, they said, you know what, screw this. We're going to keep Leap Day and we're going to keep Easter on the same damn day. What they ended up doing was taking away the leap day from every centurial year, meaning that every centurial year that was not divisible by 400 is what they took away the leap day from. So that's why it's every four years, but only certain years that are divisible by 400 or four. For example, the years 1600, 2000, and 2400 are all divisible by 400. So those are included as leap years and centurial years. But the years 1700, 1800, 1900, 2100, 2300 are not considered leap years, even though they are centurial years, but they're not divisible by 400, which makes them regular years and not leap years. So essentially, every four years we have a leap year unless it's not divisible by four or 400. And we skip a leap year almost every 100 years, unless that year is divisible by 400. It's a little confusing, but essentially if the year if the year is not divisible by 4 or 400, then it's not a leap year, essentially. Like I said, every 400 years, sorry, every 100 years, we skip a leap year unless that leap year, unless that year is divisible by 400. So these were the changes that Pope Gregory the 13th made to the Julian calendar. And because he made the changes, the calendar became named after him, which is the Gregorian calendar, which we use today. There are still some things to note though when it comes to the Gregorian calendar. That being that even though they have narrowed down the field between the tropical calendar year and what we consider the regular year, there's still time between that, about 11 minutes or so, that is still miscalculated, that it's not completely on the spot but it's a lot closer than it was with the julian calendar and with the gregorian calendar it has it down to 365.2425 days even though there is still almost a close proximity to the actual time of rotations around the earth so we don't have so we're not completely off there's still correction that would need to be made at least estimated about another 3,000 years or so even though we're extremely close to the actual rotation of the sun and actually close to the 
tropical calendar year, there's still going to need to be a recalculation of this within the next 3,000 years or so. But by that time, you know. So let us get into some more interesting little things about Leap Day. Some traditions. The majority of Leap Day customs or traditions happen to be around romance or marriage. One of these traditions comes from Ireland. In the 5th century, it is said that St. Bridget spoke to St. Patrick and told him that she lamented the fact that she wasn't able to propose or any woman is able to propose. So St. Patrick decided, you know what, I'm gonna help you out. And to move about the whole chauvinistic society, he placed one day every four years or so that women are able to propose to men. That day, can you guess it? Lands on leap day, February 29th. The thing is, there is a caveat to that. A woman can propose, but if the man decides to deny her or reject her, there are consequences to it. In 1288, Queen Margaret of Scotland decreed, even though at the age of five and living in Norway at the time for history books and stuff I've read that she decreed if a man does reject a woman's proposal on leap day that a fine will be levied against him and that fine was a pair of fine gloves a single rose one pound and a kiss the Brits on the other hand put a twist to this instead of the Scottish giving you one pair of gloves a kiss rose and one pound you were fined or you owed the woman several pair of fine gloves in Finland men bought the women fabrics for their skirts in France a satirical newspaper comes out every four years on leap day and it is called I'm gonna mess this up horribly and I apologize. Le bouge de sapeur. I hope I said that right. And in 1988 in Anthony, Texas, the city declared itself as the leap year capital of the world. On leap year, those babies who were born on that day are called leapings or leaplings. If you haven't guessed by now, there's a bunch of different other calendars that many different societies, cultures, religions follow. And so they don't follow the regular, they don't follow the Catholic calendar. So they have their own way of adjusting to the year to keep themselves corrected. For instance, in the Hebrew calendars, they add a 13th lunar month or a Adar Aleph seven times every 19 years. In the Baha'i calendars, they add a leap day when needed uh, to ensure that the next year falls on the March equinox. Also, there is some technological issues when it comes to the leap year. That computers have a problem computing the time of leap year of when deciding when that leap year is. And that bug is called the leap year bug. Also, a lot of calendars add another month or add a few other months. And those months are called embolismic months, which is pretty much adding another month to the calendar year. You can, all, you can, they also can also just add another day like we do every four years, which we be called embolismic day. So folks, looks like we reached the end of this labyrinth. I hope you enjoyed the journey. I hope you guys learned some new information. I hope you guys enjoyed coming in on this exploration with me. Again, my name is David and this is my podcast Geeks Labyrinth. You can find me on Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, CastBox, and any other place that does play podcasts. Please, if you guys would like, uh, greatly appreciate it. If you would go to Spotify or CastBox or Podchaser, iTunes, go review, rate my podcast. You don't have to. But greatly appreciated. You can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, Geeks Labyrinth. And you can also visit my page on Buzzsprout. I'll drop the links of where I found this information at that you can go look for it yourself in more detail if you guys so choose. Otherwise than that, like I said, this is the end of today's exploration of Labyrinth of the Leap Year. Till next time, friends. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.